0: The following message is from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au And uh, today I want to share something with you that um, is so important in my life. It's a truth that I just love too. And so I want to share with you today about being carriers of the presence of God. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Carriers of the presence of God. So how many of you have been to Chatswood and you've stood at that intersection between Victoria Avenue and Archer Street? You know that one when the lights go green for the pedestrians, they go everywhere like that? Yeah, you know that one? How many of you think it's scary when you're like the fish going against the tide? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very scary place there. Can you imagine if I went there after church today and stood right in the middle and went, okay, people... Stop shopping. Just stand there where you are, please. You're not crossing the road. What would happen? They'd just run me over. Absolutely. You know, like the cartoons and squashed squashed in the tarmac. That would be me. Especially if it's sale time. It's like, get out of the way, woman. Because there's no way. And then if the lights turn green for the traffic and I went, okay, cars stop. They're just going to run me over. It's like, get out of the way, you silly woman. Um, there would be nothing to do there. Because I have no authority to do that as Annualiano. But... What if I looked like the next one? So for those of you that don't know, I am actually, it's my honor to be an ambulance chaplain. So I work with the paramedics um, primary at the northern beaches and secondary from the harbor bridge to the central coast. It's a huge area. And uh, one of my roles is to care for these paramedics. You know, it's amazing. If I had on, especially the blue uniform, that's my working uniform. If I went to that same intersection and stood there and started to say to people, can you stop there for a moment, please? Can you just stop there? Do you know what would happen within a few minutes? I'd have a whole lot of people stopped all around me. And then if the cars, the lights turn green and I say to the cars, stop, they would stop. And even if it was a semi-trailer, I would go, stop, and the semi-trailers, stop. I mean, that's quite amazing power, isn't it? Yeah? But we don't, we're not in it for the power trip because it's a lot more hard work than that. But it's actually the authority of the uniform. It's the authority behind the uniform. So when people look at me in that, they're not seeing Ann Juliano. She's got no authority. But when they look at the uniform, they realize there's an authority flowing through her. And that's what does stuff. And so I want you to keep that imagery in mind as I unpack six points about what it is to be carriers of the presence of God. All right. So the first point is, Christians are carriers of God's presence. Oh, this is such an honor. If you're here today as a Christian, then you are a carrier of God's presence. So how many Christians have we got? If you're a Christian, then you are carrying the presence of God within you, which is such an honor. To prove it, have a look at Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. Um, and, by the way, for you to be a curious, like what Mandy was unpacking in her communion, God can't force himself into your life. But when we invite God into our lives, he comes in, he forgives us our sin, he removes the sin barrier, and then he begins to clean us up and make us amazing people of God. And... and uh, <laughs> This is what happens. You are not controlled by your sinful nature like that. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who don't have the Spirit of Christ living in them don't belong to Him at all. So flip that. If you are a Christian, you do have the Spirit of Christ inside you. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, that's the result of the curse, the Spirit gives you eternal life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. So, you know, all the time throughout these two verses, it's the fact that God has chosen to live within us. Now, I know he's omnipresent, he's everywhere. I get that. But he's also got the ability to live within us. And we need to remember that as Christians, as the people of God, that we have God alive and well and at work in us. So going on from that, what else does it mean? Well, point number two, Christians carry all that God represents into every situation. Oh, I love that. So it means when I go into my home, I'm taking God. When I go into the office, and we got some heathens working with me, I work here. That's a joke. All right. Well, I... (laughs) Thank you for laughing. All right. When I go into office or you go into your office, you take God into that office. When you go into university, if you go into school, wherever you go, into every situation you go, you are taking God within you into that situation. And not only are you taking God into you, but, you know, you're taking all that God represents. So you're taking his authority, the authority of the name of Jesus. That's incredible authority. That's the authority to which every knee will bow. Yeah, And so we take all our authority and all that God represents right into that situation, which is such a blessing for us to do that, especially when you're in a a challenging situation. Maybe you've got to have a relationship or a talk with somebody. It's like, "Uh." well, to remember, first of all, that God is with us. And, you know, when I go into difficult situations, whether it's with the ambos or it's with here at church or into any other part of life, I have three little things I remember. First of all, I go, God, you are with me. And I can imagine him inside me, ready to do whatever I need to do with him. And that empowers me. That makes me put my shoulders back and to walk tall, even when I'm not feeling confidence, It's the fact that, God, you are with me, never alone. Never alone. That's so good. Then the second point is that I say, God, let your words flow through me. Give me your wisdom. James 1 5 is, is one of my mantras in life. It's it's the verse that says, um, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach, and it shall be given to them. And I go and I say, God, give me your wisdom. And I love it because I really think it's important for us when we're on the front line dealing with people that may not know Jesus. Um, We we often don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. And so we're having to pull on uh, God's wisdom and to see his spirit flow through us. And I saw this powerfully um, several years ago when I got called into the North Shore. It was the early hours of the morning. And they said, look, a, a baby's been born, born beautifully, but had a disease that nobody knew And within a few hours had deteriorated. She was now on life support. And they said, we need you to come in as a chaplain as we switch off the life support. And so, you know, I'm driving to the Royal North Shore thinking, oh, God, what do I say? Because I know that at that time, words are so cheap. And you can't just say any glib stuff. You can't say cliches. You don't do that. And so I was saying, God, give me your wisdom. Please give me your wisdom. So I was a bit anxious but also thinking, well, God, you're with me, and you will come through with your wisdom. And so I went there, and we switched off the machine, and and the little girl passed away. And so with her devastated parents there, I just said something very briefly. I said, you know, your little girl was conceived in love, and then she was carried in love, and she was born in love, and for her brief little time of life, she was in love, and she has died in love and all that this little one has ever known is love. And then they said to me, our little girl's name is Amy, and it's spelt the French way, which means dearly loved. And they just saw that as, you know, uh, an anchor to hold on to through their time of grief. They used it in the funeral. And I just thought, God, you know, I I don't think I originated that. I think John and I tossed out that before, and we probably picked it up from somewhere. But the Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance when it was needed, and it brought them incredible comfort. And I remember going back home going, oh, thank you, God. You know, I'd seen his wisdom flow. And that's for all of us, every situation. He's he's there, his presence is with us, and we can pull into his wisdom, and he can give us the wisdom for what is needed. So really hold on to that. And the third little bit is then I pray, God, let your peace flow through me, because you are the Prince of Peace. And what this world needs is peace, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey, you look at the TV. I look at the news sometimes. I think, oh, I just want to knock it off because otherwise this is not going to do me any good when I go to bed because there's so much stuff happening. And yet we're the carriers of God's peace. When he's in us, the Prince of Peace, we can put that into situations You know, on Monday, a lot of you would have heard the tragic story that unfolded in in Davidson with that family of four. Well, half an hour after they got to that scene, I was called in. So they asked me to go in and speak with the ambos that had to go in and verify the deaths. And so when they called me, um, and we just got home, so God's timing was amazing. They called me, and so I had to rush to put on my uniform. And so I'm trying to do up my buttons, and the adrenaline's kicked in. And when adrenaline kicks in, you shake, okay? So I'm trying to do up my buttons, and my hands are shaking, and I just couldn't do up my buttons. And then I thought, well, this is no good. I've got to go in there as a minister of peace. And so what I did, I just stopped. And I said, God, I need you to come and, first of all, give me peace. And then I need you to flow through me to give peace to the situation because I didn't know what I was going to find. And so I just had to draw on his peace. And and then I I did the, the deep breathing, slow breathing, felt myself calm down and just felt peace. And so I dressed easily, got over there. And it was amazing. You know, I got to the roadblock. Praise God for the uniform. They looked at me and just drove me through. And I was able to walk through and speak to the ambos in the ambulance. And I remember when we were just talking, it was so peaceful. Um, And these ambos were talking so freely. And I thought, God, that's you. Because you were there and your peace is already flowing. So it had helped me. And then it had helped others. And you, you are the same. You are carriers of God's peace. You're carriers of his presence. You're carriers of his faith. You're carriers of his anointing. So when you go in, whatever is needed for that situation, you can carry it. As long as you know Jesus Christ, you are the carrier. And you can be carriers of his peace as well, which is just beautiful. So God wants us as carriers to be his mouthpiece where his words flow. He wants us to be carriers of his love. Wants us to be carriers of his deeds. And that is our role as Christians, to be carriers like that into every situation. Then the third point I want to bring is that we can increase the impact of God's presence in our lives. Is it done just by outward stuff? You know, do we have to buy lots of incredibly religious looking jewelry? That's not too bad actually. Who'd like to wear that? I can see you wearing that, Esther. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Or Pastor Helen? that look good. Bag of Kit Kats under one arm, crosses around your neck. That'd be powerful. Yeah. Or oh, is it wearing a clerical collar? Is it the out stuff we do? No, not at all. Two verses that make it very clear. One is Galatians 3.27 in the Amplified. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. That is, you've taken on his characteristics and his values. Ephesians 4.15 Speaking the truth in love, in all things, both our speech and our lives, expressing his truth. Let us grow up in all things unto him, following his example, who is the head, Christ. And this is saying that the more we become like Christ, then the more impact our testimony has, the more impact our life has. So when we allow God to mold us and to make us like Jesus... We become more and more powerful for him. So, you know, as we exercise peace, and as Christians, we need to deliberately switch on to the peace of God. We quote things like Philippians 1, 6 and 7, you know, when he says, don't be anxious, but in everything, with prayer, and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Then his peace, which goes beyond understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. That's beautiful. We can carry that. People can see it. So even when stuff in life goes wrong, people will see how we react. You know, on Friday, um, a couple of days ago, I got the sad message that John's pastor, when he was a, a young man going into Bible college, and this pastor was lovely, he actually paid for John's first year of Bible college fees, just beautiful. On Thursday, he was up on the roof and he fell off and did internal damage and they couldn't save him. And in the early hours of Friday, he passed away. And so I rang his son, who is also a pastor. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear about your father. And his words were, Anne, we are so sad, but I'm not in despair. Actually, I'm grieving badly, but I'm not in despair. And I thought that's what Christianity is, isn't it? Christianity is not when everything will, is guaranteed to go fine, but Christianity—the strength rises up when things go bad. But our words can still be full of faith, even in the midst of sorrow. That was his, you know, his testimony there. Or maybe you're sick, and. And uh, it could be really bad, but you make that declaration. You know what? I'm not healed yet, but I'm certainly on my healing journey. And God is sustaining me. God's giving me the grace to go through day by day. That's beautiful. That's balanced Christianity. Or you may have heartaches with your kids or your finances or your marriage, but your words can still have the hope of God, the faith of God in it, no matter what you're facing. It can be, yeah, it's tough, but we're going to get through. In fact, God's got it, yeah? And I love the bracelet. All through this year, if you've been hanging around here, you have, you've seen the bracelet. Our theme has been, God's got it. God's got it. He's in control. And so we've had these little bracelets made. How many of you got one of these bracelets? Yeah? Now, there are some more downstairs. If you didn't get one, um, we've got them in a basket there. But it's lovely to wear so that when you get anxious, you remember a couple of things. First of all, God's here. God's here. So he's there helping me. He's going to help me through it. He's going to give me wisdom. He's going to be giving me peace. He's going to give me faith. He's going to give me whatever I need. And yeah, he's got it. Who hasn't got one? Who hasn't got one? Frontline. You haven't got one? Did you like one? There you go. And the rest of you can get it downstairs for free in the information desk, or you can buy a Kit Kat for 14 bucks and get one as well. We can make it a bargain. Yeah, we we go, like bargain. There you go, buy a brick, you get a Kit Kat and a bracelet for 14 bucks. It's getting better by the day, isn't it? Yeah? Okay, all right. Um, So where am I? I'm lost. Okay, so yeah, we carry God's presence with all that it entails. But really important is that when we take God's presence in, we bring in the message as well of where all this lovely hope and faith and peace is coming from. You know, that verse there, live in such a way that you are a credit to the message of Christ. Be sure to lead your lives in a manner that will be worthy of the gospel of Christ. The people can look on and realize that there's something different. They're attracted to us. So when they say, boy, you, you... You just bring peace into the situation. You can either go, oh, thank you very much. Or you can say, you know what, it's not just my peace. I actually get my peace from God. I trust God. And that helps me bring peace into the situation. Or if they say, oh, you're so positive. You may be able to say something like, you know, naturally I'm not positive. But I actually am a Christian and I believe God and I trust that God's got it. And that helps me have faith. Or whatever is the words that suit you. So I'm a girl. I t- talk in girly terms. You may not be like that. But whatever suits you. But if we just allow them acknowledging that you're good or you're kind or you're, you're full of peace. And if we just say thank you. And sometimes that's all you can do. But if you got a chance to just slip in something extra then that's so powerful for God because that's the way, you know, our lives will bring credit to the, to the gospel as well. Okay, next point. God's presence is unchanging. Oh, I love this. His presence is independent of how we're feeling. If you're having a bad day, God is still God. If you're having a bad day and things are going wrong, the presence of God is still within you. And it can still flow through you regardless of how you're feeling. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? You know, when I first started with the ambulance just over a year ago, ah, the first couple of calls, I was so unconfident in what I was doing. Not the chaplaincy side. That was easy. But in how I presented because an ambulance uniform, by the time you try and get your, your walkie-talkie over the right shoulder and you're trying to fasten it so it's not falling off all the time and you've got all your bits and pieces and you have to rock up because it's paramilitary, you know, you've got to look the part. That was a challenge. And then you get to somewhere and you've got the fireies, and you've got the ambulance and you've got the police and you're going, what's the protocol? What am I doing? I've got to get it right. I don't want to tread on anyone's toes. And so I was lacking confidence. But you know what happened? I had the uniform on. I had the authority on. And so I would rock up going, oh, I hope I know what I'm doing. And they would see me and just wave me through the roadblocks, wave me into the house, no questions asked. They didn't know I was scared because it was just the authority that I was representing. And it's the same with us with God. You may not be lacking, uh, or you may be lacking confidence. Your faith may not be too powerful that day, but God's still the same. And he wants to flow through you regardless. So let me pick on someone that's young. Fee, come on up here. You're used to the platform. Give Fee a clap. She's one of our worship leaders. I like you because she makes me feel tall. I do. Sorry about that. You're 17 now? 16. Oh, 16. You got younger since I saw you last. No, I was 16. <laughs> oh, you were 16 before. Okay. Uh, Fee, you love Jesus, don't you? You've got God living inside you. You're getting the point of what I'm preaching about? Yeah. So... See we've got Janine McLennan on there, right? Say she was sick, yeah. okay? When I go and pray for her, I release God's power, mm-hmm. yeah? When you go and pray for her, yeah, yeah. is yeah. God's power the same flowing through you? Yeah. But you're a lot younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make any difference? No. Huh. Now, we haven't practiced this, so she's doing all the right answers, and I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm glad I picked you up, because probably Solomon would have got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He just, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, it doesn't matter then how young you are? It does not matter. No. No. So, the important thing is as long as you've got Christ within you, whether you're young or whether you're oldish, sort of, (laughs) like me, it doesn't matter because it's not about us. It's about the Spirit of God in us, and we're releasing Him to do the work. It's not us because when He heals, I don't take the glory. You can't take the glory, but God can certainly move through us, yeah? Yeah. Thank you for your darling. All right. And so, you know, his presence in you is unchanging. Please remember that. It's not, it's not affected by how you're feeling. His power is still there. And all you have to do is tap in. And, you know, we, I, I love our prayer team, but I know there's some weeks when they come out to pray, they've had a stinky week, but it's not going to stop them because when they get here, they're going to switch on and go, it doesn't matter, I've had a stinky week. God is now able to flow through me. That's the presence that we carry. Okay, point number five, that God's presence can be seen in us. And I love these. These are really feminine words, but they were written by the Apostle Paul. So there you go. He says, now God uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Or through us, God brings knowledge of Christ and everywhere we go, People breathe in the exquisite fragrance. So it's a bit like this, okay? So I put it. Solomon, I picked on you before. Come over here. You can just come down here, actually. So I meet Solomon, and I have an interaction with him, okay? So I allow the Spirit of God to flow through me to Solomon. We have an interaction, whatever. And then when we finish... Solomon, smell your hand. Oh, you like that one? Would you like some more? You're good, thanks. All right, but can you smell it? Okay, so what has happened in that interaction, and I know I'm using the perfume there, but something has been left on him. Which, thank you. You can sit down. Thank you. Which is what Paul says. It was funny in the first service, I picked on Pastor Aaron. He's such a man, isn't he? He's like, oh, I smell like a woman. (laughs) And he's raised his son, Zeke, just like that. So I went in and I said, hi, Zeke. I said, hey, I thought I'd have fun. I said, shake my hand. So little Zeke, who's four, shook my hand. And I said, smell your hand. And he went, oh, I don't want to smell like this. He was so cute. (laughs) He's just like his father. (laughs) Uh, So I don't think Aaron's in. So afterwards, you can go and say, oh, Aaron, I love the perfume you're wearing. Okay, let's, let's all do that to Aaron and give him a hard time. All right. But this is what Paul is saying. He's saying that when we go into people's lives, it should be almost like that afterwards it's like, "Oh, there's the the beautiful aroma left on us. Something has happened in that interaction." And that's something again is that we've taken God in and we've had an influence in their life. And so they can be so so blessed by that. How lovely is it? Isn't it to be able to touch people's lives? Yeah, to spread the love and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's do it, church. We have a hurting world. We have people that are really anxious. We have stuff happening all around us, and people don't quite know how to handle it in life. Yet we have the answers. We have the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. We have the message that no matter what, God has got it. And so we need to be that sweet fragrance just spreading to the world around us that God has got it, and, can, and he will use us to do that. Mother Teresa, she says, I am a little pencil in the hand of a writing god who is sending a love letter to the world. Again, she's saying that she was a great little pencil, but she was a great influence for God in the world as she allowed God to flow through her to touch others. And that's all of us. We are all little pencils and we're writing that love letter. And so people that don't know God, they don't know anything about him. But when they see us, they can see God in us. And they are seeing God in us because he's with us. We are carriers of his presence. Okay, and point number six, God's presence keeps working even when we're gone. I love that. You think of the farmer. You know, the farmer sows the seeds. And then he doesn't sit down and think, I've got to watch it. I've got to help it grow. I've got to do this. Is it going to grow? I stay there for six months just watching it. No, he sows the seed. He may put some water on it and he walks away. Occasionally, so he'll have to come back and water. But he entrusts it to nature. And when we have interactions with people, we will have to entrust that interaction to God. So if we've sown you know, a word of encouragement, then we have to trust that God will draw on that. If we've sown our testimony, nobody can argue with your testimony. So that's why you can throw in, you know, well, I'm a Christian. It's made such a difference in my life. They're going to think about that. They're going to ponder on that afterwards. Um, you can offer to pray with them. In all my years of pastoring and chaplaincy, I, I've very rarely been knocked back by offering to pray. And so you just say, can I pray with you? Can I can I pray for that for you? And people often go, oh, Yes, okay, thank you. And then they're really shocked when you start to pray right there and then because they're expecting a prayer book to come out or whatever faith they're used to. But you just pray, and at the end they go, oh, well, thank you very much. And whether they felt something or whether they haven't, it doesn't matter. What you've done, you've sown the seed, and God's presence keeps working even when you're gone. So you take that opportunity of sowing good seed wherever you can. Be bold. Is it easy? No, it's scary. And I do know that sometimes you're not going to be able to do it. But if you can do it, it's so beautiful. And and then you get used to it. So people like Jerry, he just does it without even thinking now, don't you, Jerry? You're gifted. But I'm sure you still get a bit scared, a bit nervous. You did in the early days. Yeah, yeah. We all can get scared, but we need to take it. Why? Because God's entrusted us with Himself. He's entrusted us with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what's the point? Can we go back to that? Christians are carriers of God's presence. I love it. If you're a Christian here, you know. Put put your hands on your belly, which I don't know, I just my spirit must live here, because whenever I talk about my spirit, it's here. So if your spirit's in your foot, that's okay, just put your hands on your foot. Whatever. The important thing is that you are carrying God's presence, all right? We must remember that. And then as we carry it, we take all that God represents into that situation. We can increase the impact of God's presence by becoming more and more like Jesus. The more we are like Jesus, the easier it will be for people to see Jesus in us. And God's presence is unchanging. It doesn't matter about how we're feeling God is still God and his presence can work through us. And yet people will see his presence and then his presence will keep working even when we've left the people that we've had the interaction with. And there is nothing more beautiful than being able to take God into a situation. What I find is that God turns up more powerfully when I'm on the front line. So when I'm forced to walk in faith... When I'm mixing with people that don't know Jesus yet, that's when I find God turns up more stronger. That's when I see a lot of his wisdom flowing. Or when I'm talking with someone and it's such a difficult situation and I've got to then have God released. And I think it's so exciting when we release God into the situation. And if you find that maybe your Christianity has got a little bit boring, then maybe you're not on the front line enough. Maybe you're not stepping out in faith to share your faith or praying for people that don't know Jesus. Because look, in this service, we're all on the same page. And it's easy to pray for someone here. It's easy to ask, can I pray with you? Easy to talk about God. It's much harder out there. But I love being out there. I was saying to someone this morning, they asked me if I was nervous. And I said, I am. I said, "I'm, I'm probably more comfortable going to a scene like I did on Monday than I am preaching. Now, I know that's a bit of my gifting. So that's okay. But... You know, uh, on the front line, you you just got to, you got to walk out in faith, but we do it knowing God, your presence is with us. Your presence is with me. Your wisdom is ready to flow through me. Your peace is ready to flow through me. Whatever this person needs, it's ready to flow through me. You can walk tall church and I want you to walk tall. I want you to go into this world and I want you to make such a difference for Jesus. I want you to not forget that God is with you. And that's an encouragement for you yourself, no matter what you face, He's with you. But then take it to the world that desperately needs this message God is here to do His work upon us. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.